This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. My faith looks up to thee, thou Lamb of Calvary, Savior divine. Now hear me while I pray, take all my guilt away, oh let me from this day Lord, 
Lead me on, let me stand, I am tired, I am weak, I am worn, through the storm, through the night, lead me on to the light, take my hand, precious Lord, lead me This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Jesus is here with us. He forgives our sins. Jesus is here with us. He heals us with his love. Jesus is here with us. Thanks be to God. Welcome to Worship, Good Neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish Worship Service sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Taig, and today we give thanks to Jim Haugerud and Debbie Taig, our musicians, Eileen Flatten, our reader and provider of the children's message, and our recording engineer is Isaac Christensen. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA radio 93.1 FM, and it's live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www.nuicparish.org. Today's broadcast is sponsored in, in memory of Chuck Haugerud. We want to thank uh, WPCA Radio for this broadcast. This next Sunday, our services will be at uh, Deronda Lutheran at 9.30. And also this afternoon, I would encourage any of you out there who want to hear a great concert to go to the Amory High School, and they have the uh, Minnesota Boy Choir doing a program at 2 o'clock. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name, even when we are not together in a church building. God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. I would also like to say to any of you out there who are listening and you don't have a church home, you are more than welcome to contact us for any services that we can provide for you. You may want to have a cloth to lay before you, a candle or a cross to enhance your worship space. Have some Bible, or Bible have a Bible or some Bibles available for the kids or others to read as we go through the scripture text. Also, uh, we'll be having communion today, so uh, you want to get bread, uh, grape juice, or wine. Uh, you might want to get that together as we'll be sharing that together later on. As we begin worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the spirit of God's love and presence and begin with the invocation. Dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God, we worship together. With God the Creator, 
Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit our breath of life. We confess our sins before God and one another, guiding God. We have failed to follow you as we ought. We have not reached out to our neighbors with the selfless and sacrificial love you modeled for us. We have caused harm to others and your creation by our actions and by our unwillingness to act. Forgive us our sins and lead us back into the path you have trod for the sake of others. And I'd like to declare to you in Christ, God meets you where you are. And as we are, and for his sake, God makes us whole and holy. Go forth to follow Jesus in the knowledge that your sins are forgiven. Amen. Now we'd like to continue with the gathering songs. I need thee every hour, most gracious Lord. No tender voice like thine can peace afford. I need thee, oh I need thee. Grace will 
chains are gone I've been set free My God, my Savior Has ransomed me And like a flood His mercy reigns Unending love Amazing grace Unending continue with this morning's litany. No patches, an old cloak, and with new cloth. Otherwise the tear becomes worse. No one puts new wine in old wineskins. Otherwise the wineskins burst and all is lost. Jesus is the new cloth and the new wine. The old cloak and the old wineskins are the status quo. In order to receive Jesus' message, we must be made new. In Jesus we are new wineskins that Jesus' world-changing love might live in us. Continue with the prayer of the day. Transforming God, in Christ Jesus you make all things new. Turning the status quo on its head and calling us to push out of our comfort zones for the sake of others. Strengthen our faith through your holy word and, and meal that we might carry Jesus' message with us to the world. In his name we pray. Amen. We'll continue with the scripture readings. The first reading is from Psalm 103, verses 6 through 14. The Lord works vindication and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his way to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always accuse, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our inequities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he removes our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion for his children, so the Lord has compassion for those who fear him. For he knows how we were made, he remembers that we were dust. The Holy Gospel according to Mark, chapter 2, verses 1 through 22. When he returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home. So many gathered around, there was no longer room for them, not even in front of the door, and he was speaking the word to them. Then some people came, bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. And when they could not bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him, and after having dug through it, they let down the mat on which the paralytic lay. When Jesus saw their face, faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there, questioning in their hearts, why does this fellow speak in this way? It is blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but God alone? At once Jesus perceived in his spirit that they were discussing these questions among themselves, and he said to them, Why do you raise such questions in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Stand up and take your mat and walk? 
but so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, stand up, take your mat, and go to your home. And he stood up and immediately took the mat and went out before all of them so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. Jesus went out again beside the sea. The whole crowd gathered around him, and he taught them. As he was walking along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, Follow me. And he got up and followed him. And as he sat at dinner in Levi's house, Many tax collectors and sinners were also sitting with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. When the scribes of the Pharisees saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, they said to his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard this, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, I have come to call not the righteous, but the sinners. Now John's disciples and Pharisees were fasting, and people came and said to him, Why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus said to them, The wedding guests cannot fast while the bridegroom is with them, can they? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast on that day. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old cloak. Otherwise, the patch pulls away from it, the new from the old, and the worst tear is made. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and the wine is lost, and so are the skins. But one puts new wine into fresh wineskins." Well, good morning, boys and girls. It's now time for the children's message, or as I like to say, for all of us who are still children at heart. Have you ever been sick? There's a lot of it going around. Parents always try to help us make, feel be- make us feel better. They can give us medicine. They give us drinks of water. Sometimes they sit with us and they read to us. Sometimes grown-ups get sick too. Our story from the Holy Bible today was about a man who was very sick. We don't know the man's name, but he couldn't walk. He had friends, though, and one day they carried him to a house where Jesus was teaching. When they arrived, they found it was so crowded that no one could get inside. There were many people waiting outside, hoping to see Jesus. The man's friends didn't give up because they wanted Jesus to heal the sick man. So they found a stairway leading up to the roof of the house and carried the man up to the roof. Houses in those days were built with bricks of clay and dried mud. The roofs were flat and made of woven sticks with more clay or mud on top of that to make it solid and hard. People often slept on the roofs, and sometimes they stored things there. A person could easily walk up on a roof. So that day, they carried their sick friend up the stairs, and they set him down. Do you think they were going to give up? Nope. Now imagine you are Jesus inside the house. Jesus is teaching and the people are sitting on the floor or in chairs. People outside are leaning in windows to get a glimpse of Jesus. Suddenly, dust and pieces of dried mud begin to fall from overhead. Jesus stops talking and he looks up as a hole appears in the roof. You can see the sky and the clouds. Some men are standing on the roof. 
They pick up a man and they drop him down through the hole in the roof. You look at Jesus, what will he say? What will he do? In verse 5, Jesus said, your sins are forgiven. In verse 11, Jesus goes on to say, I tell you, arise, take up your mat and go to your house. The man who couldn't walk was able to get up, roll up his mat and walk home. His friends must have been so happy. Jesus had made the man well. Aren't you glad that the sick man's friends didn't give up? They didn't give up when they saw the house was too crowded to get inside. They didn't give up when they realized that they'd have to climb to the top of the house and cut a hole in the roof. Jesus was not upset that they interrupted his talk. He knew the man needed to be made well. He did something extra too. Not only did he heal the man, but he also forgave the man's sins. Jesus loves everyone, people who are well and people who are sick. He even loves people who sin. Jesus loves you too. So could you please bow your head, fold your hands, and join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, we are thankful for Jesus. Thank you also for the sick man's friends. Thank you that Jesus healed the man and that he forgave the man's sins. We are sorry that we may have said or done things that hurt other people. Thank you for forgiving us too. Help us be willing to forgive others. We want to follow Jesus too. Amen. Peter and John went to pray. They met a lame man on the way. He asked for alms and held out his palms. And this is what Peter did say. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He went walking and leaping and praising God, walking and leaping and praising God. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. I'm going to take a little bit of an introduction from another text. And uh, just briefly to say it's the text where... Andrew brings Nathaniel to see Jesus. And the first thing that happens is he's talking to Nathaniel and he says, uh, we have met the Messiah, Jesus of Nazareth. And of course, the first thing out of Nathaniel's mouth is, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And then Andrew's very excellent response was, well, come and see. I've been thinking about that text. Uh, we, it's the one that's in, in the other churches uh, that don't use the narrative uh, in their text. And so we studied that, and the come and see is just such a beautiful invitation. So many times we would say to Andrew, you should have told him about Nazareth is not as bad as he says it is, or as you think it is. 
you should argue about the pluses and minuses of Nazareth. You should talk to him and, and let him know that don't be so prejudiced or tied up. But all Xander says is, come and see. Come and see this Jesus. Well, who are we? We're a little bit like Nathaniel. I remember growing up, Ellsworth, Iowa, my home. The next town was Jewel, and we were bitter rivals in sports. And if we won two games all year, it had to be against Jewel. We did not like them. We thought that nothing good could come out of Jewel. And yet, my senior year, the four, four towns went together and Jewel was one of them and all of a sudden I was playing basketball with them as opposed to against them and guess what? They weren't such bad guys after all. Or coming from Iowa, looking at Wisconsin, saying, can anything good come out of Wisconsin? I hear for every church they have at least one bar in a town. That, for me at that time in my life was something that was pretty negative. And of course, who do I marry? I marry somebody from Wisconsin. Yeah, she's okay. Something good came out of Wisconsin. Not only that, many people that I've gotten to I live here working have found how good Wisconsin is. I find that many prejudices that I have, many things that don't make a lot of sense, but I carry them with me about how I view other people and I don't think anything good can come out of them. And then I get surprised over and over again. In the church, we do that too. Can anything good come out of the Baptist church or the Catholic church or, or the other Lutheran church denominations? Can anything good come out of those who uh, don't quite agree with us in our own congregation? We need to understand that when we get together, it's come and see but come and see what? Because I have to admit, it's not the glass stained windows that we should be proud of. It's not the setting that our church has put in. It's not the great preaching that goes on in our churches or the leaders. In fact, it's not even how great the people are. Because if we understand what was going on here in this text, who is Jesus eating with? Tax collectors and sinners. Why would I want to be associated with them? Why would I want to be associated with some of the people from other cultures and other ways of doing things? Those pesky Swedes and Germans, they don't understand us Norwegians and what we like. Our history would tell us that we shouldn't get along. But we were just over at Peace and Dresser this morning and what happened, lo and behold, two churches, one Norwegian, one Swedish, came together 10 years before the LCA and the ALC got together. The Swedes and the Norskis learned that they were good in each other. But the problem is, is that if we look at people, we will get disappointed in them because we all have feet of clay at points. We all have those places in our lives that really don't show Jesus. As much as I'd like to say, Boy, you just come to our congregation, you'll see the best people in the world. No, they're just people. People that God loves, that God died for. And they are working out, if you will, a salvation in which 
They show the worth of what Jesus has done in their lives. So if you're going to come to our churches and look for perfect people, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to find us fallible like everybody else. But if you come to our church, I hope that what you see is Jesus. I hope that you hear with praise and thanksgiving that we give to our God who loves us so much and while we were yet sinners, he died for us. While we were yet enemies. Sometimes we lose the message. Sometimes, I have to admit, when I come to the Christmas season, I say, oh, not this again. It's fun and there's a lot of great things that we look forward to. But we've heard the story so many times in so many different ways. Sometimes we lose the excitement of it. And I can say the same even about Easter. Actually, I can say that almost every day. Sometimes I don't realize what privilege I have to be called a child of God. Phil Yancey tells a story in one of his books about going out to Yellowstone to see Old Faithful. There's a restaurant nearby, evidently, and they were sitting in the restaurant, and they have it in there, uh, a clock that uh, tells when the next time Old Faithful is going to be a guy there to, to watch. And sure enough, after 30 seconds, the countdown started to come, and the people got up from their tables, and they went to the windows to see this fantastic thing of Old Faithful. And it was great, he said, it was fun. But then he said, I looked back at the tables and there were all the waiters and waitresses clearing out the tables, cleaning everything up. And he thought, I wonder what they think about this old faithful going off at this point. Is it great to them? They've probably seen it time and time again. So why not make use of the time and clear the tables? They might have been ordered to, too, but more than likely, it wasn't as big a deal for them as it was for somebody who was seeing it for the first time. One of the things, I wish we had more people coming into the church being so excited because for the first time they understood what Jesus has done and what God has done on our behalf to get some of us out of our complacency to get excited again about the story of God's love. We sing that song, I love to tell the story. But sometimes we don't say it very often. But somebody who has just received it. I used to, I've shared a few times that uh, Angela from China, the excitement she had when she finally understood that Jesus died for her sins. Somebody who was questioning whether life was worth living, what was the purpose of the existence. She had taken the line of the Chinese government that there is no religion that is good, there is no God, we must depend on ourselves. And she was saying, there's got to be something else. And as she met our group, she started seeing something different. She started to see Jesus. And she got to hear the story. And it took about seven months before it finally sunk in on an Easter morning when she looked up at the cross and realized that Jesus had died for her. 
tears came to her eyes. I haven't had tears in my eyes for some time because of the gospel story. I should have, but I haven't. Sometimes it has become too commonplace. May we recapture the significance, the importance in a world that is struggling to survive, that is becoming divisive and is at war. Our message is even more important than ever as we point to Jesus. And when we as a church understand that it is Jesus and God who has made the difference and gives us hope in life, we really have something to say. We really can sing with loud voices or quiet voices or be silent. We can hear what's going on inside of ourselves. We can go out into the world and proclaim. We can go out into the world and serve. And Jesus will show forth. Think of those friends in the story of the gospel text today. Those friends who wanted their friend to be made well. They knew Jesus could heal. They saw the crowds. They were excited about bringing their friend to him, but now there was no room, and so they look, and creatively, they go to the top of the roof, and they lower him, and we hear those words that Jesus says to them, their faith, their faith was what was important, and then he turned to the individual and talked about forgiveness and about healing. Now, the friends had faith. Many of the people in the room had faith. Many were just seeking. Some were kind of skeptics. Some wanted to find out who this Jesus was, but they weren't sure because they wanted things to stay the same. They liked their position. They didn't want to have to become uncomfortable and deal with some of this riffraff that was running around outside the walls those people who weren't well, those people who were sinners, we see them later on being angry when Jesus is sitting with tax collectors and sinners saying, who is this? He can't be the son of God. God wouldn't do that. He wants to be around good people like us. Jesus wants to be around people. That's true. He loves us all. But there's a new wine to be put into the wineskins. Not to live under the law, but to live under grace. And not only live under grace for yourself, but give that grace to those around you. Love those who don't know Jesus. Love those who do know Jesus, who know forgiveness, who know that they are sinners. Love those who need forgiveness. Show grace, because that's what happened to you. You like this, in the litany it says, you have become new wineskins, and the Holy Spirit is indwelling you with a new wine so that we can change what's going on in our world. We can love people, and people can see Jesus. But we need to point to Jesus, not to ourselves. We can't just deal with things that are made up in our minds, irregardless of what Jesus says in the scriptures. 
One of the sad things that I hear is that people in the evangelical world who would rather go to war than to hear the Sermon on the Mount. And they would say things like to a pastor who has preached the Sermon on the Mount, and they come to him and says, where did you get this stuff? And he said, these are words that Jesus spoke. And they'd say, well, they really don't matter because they don't fit today. Friends, these words do fit today, as they did then. We do not change the world with guns and bullets and bombs as much as we change the world with grace and mercy, love, humility, service. We've got to remember grace is what we live by. We can't look to the good old days because sometimes the good old days loses its edge. We forget about the loneliness many times. We forget about, what it, I mean, look at a funeral. We talk about only good things about the person. If I got up at a funeral service and I started sharing all the bad things about the person did in their life, I would have family and relatives uh, ready to tar and feather me. We don't do that because we like to remember what's good. We want to remember the good of a person. And I'm not against that, but what we need to remember is the goodness that the person has is because God has loved them, God has taken them and forgiven their sins, and we embrace them as brothers and sisters in Christ, and we share a hope that is eternal. So come and see. Come and see a Jesus that eats with us and with those who are called tax collectors, cheats, and people who have done wrong, people who have been in divided families, hurting families, dysfunctional families, who have cheated other people, who haven't cared like they should have, like I should have, you should have, but who live by grace. Come and see a Jesus who loves us as we are and says, you are my child. Live in it, grow in it, share it. Come and see Jesus. Amen. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry, from the waters lifted me. Love lifted me
blessed presence live Ever his praises sing Love so mighty and so true Merits my soul's best songs Faithful loving service to, to him Let us continue by sharing our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Just 
trusting in the good news of Jesus Christ, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. You embraced the outcasts and the marginalized. Help us to reach across boundaries in our own communities so that all might flourish together. God, our teacher and healer, in mercy, hear our prayer. As a fully embodied human being, you ate and drank the produce of the land. Guide farmers and all food producers to tend and keep the earth so that they might feed people and communities in sustainable ways. God, our teacher and healer, in mercy, hear our prayer. Your authority was constantly questioned by those in power. Strengthen leaders to stand up for what is right, even in the face of opposition. God, our teacher and healer, in mercy, hear our prayer. So many are in need of a physician, loving God. Bring your healing and wholeness to all who suffer in body, mind, or spirit, especially Cheryl Flatten, Kelsey Zamuda, Ron Lee, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Jim Wade, Helen Erickson, Ron Wilson, Julie Dubois, Scott Morgan, Jim Curtis, Randy Goblin, Ida Martinson, Helen Jorgensen, Becky Anderson, Shirley Lenz, Viola Haugood, Dave Christensen, Dean Muse, Vernon Lee, Jean Hoisington, Haylin Hoisington, Pete and Diane Fall, and Mary Greiser. God, our teacher and healer, in mercy, hear our prayer. We cannot sew the new unshrunk cloth of your truth and justice onto the old cloak of the systems that perpetuate injustice. Make us brave to cut away what divides us and create new systems out of new cloth, woven with your all-embracing love. God, our teacher and healer, in mercy, hear our prayer. We thank you for all the saints who have led us to Jesus' table throughout our lives. Inspire us by their example to invite others into Jesus' love. God, our teacher and healer, in mercy, hear our prayer. Confident that in Christ Jesus you answer prayer, we lift to you all for whom we pray aloud and in our hearts. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. As we've heard the word being shared, as we've said the prayers, let's take a moment to bless ourselves or bless someone else that is with us and use uh, the Trinity, uh, touch, starting with a touch on the forehead, may God bless me or bless others or whoever I'm with. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And don't just do it today. 
Look for a time this week that you can bless somebody else, either through prayer or through spoken word, to make a conscious effort, because it's important to be people of peace and sharing that peace. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and to serve our neighbors. Let us pray. Gracious and holy God, bless these tithes and offerings we have given for the sake of the kingdom. Let the grace and generosity of the Father be the light that guides us, the compassion of the Son be the love that inspires us, and the presence of the Spirit be the power that moves us. Amen. When the church celebrates Holy Communion, we gather with all the saints from every time and place to hear again the story of God's power and the love shown to us through Jesus, life, death, and resurrection. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord took, Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke it. Gave it to his disciples, saying, This is my body, broken for you. Do this as often as you eat it in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death and resurrection until he comes. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Take the bread or wafer, and as you eat it, hear the promise from Jesus, the body of Christ broken for you. Now take the wine or grape juice, and as you drink it, hear this promise from Jesus, the blood of Christ shed for you. Now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you, the Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me thy great salvation so rich and free. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. 
listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amor, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. God will take care of you.